while dealing with severe depression and anxiety i know i have put a huge strain on many relationships without even knowing it i just simply wanted to be understood and loved and i sought after the approval of others those desires that i was feeling deep down has caused me to react in ways that i thought i would never do i'm pretty sure my loved ones were faced with a tough decision Okay, so do I stick around and support her or do I walk away in order to protect my peace? In this episode, my best friend Kat joins my co-host Chill and myself to discuss how to maintain healthy relationships while not jeopardizing your own mental health. Now, before we get into this podcast, I'd like to quickly make a couple of disclaimers. First and foremost, if you are dealing with a mental illness and suffer from suicidal thoughts, please please reach out to someone you matter and you are loved i know that sounds so cliche but it is so true also in this episode suicide and self-harm is mentioned if those are sensitive topics for you we much rather for you to protect your own mental health so please don't feel bad if you click off and decide not to listen Here at My Mental Medication, we care more about mental health than analytics. Now, welcome to Creating Conversations. Welcome to my podcast, Kat, what's up? Hi, it's an honor to be here. I'm excited. Happy to help you out. Me too. I'm super excited because like when you hit me up and was like, I want to be a part of this. And then you told me the the topics that you wanted to discuss. I was like, heck yeah. Like, yes, let me, let me record this like ASAP. (laughs) So yeah, I saw your post and I was like, oh, I have some ideas. I mean, she understands she's been through most of them with me. Heck yeah. (laughs) Like our long hour conversation that we had last night. That's why I was Man, right? That way we got it all out. So then that way now we on the podcast and it's just like okay, we can kind of stick to focus on what we need to. Or at least try to. So our first topic that we're gonna talk about is how important it is to surround yourself with people who don't take a toll on your mental health. So basically like your support system, people who encourage you, who uplift you, and who just don't damage you in the process. So my first question for you is, first and foremost, like how do you approach your support system when you're having like, I guess we can call it like a mental health episode, like when you're feeling down or whatever the case may be like how do you who do you go to first and like how do you approach them do you just say like yo i'm having a moment i need you or how does that even look i mean no i don't approach them quite like that i try to be more sincere because i try to also be understanding that they're going through their own stuff too you know and Mm -hmm. so i understand i have a lot of issues i have a lot of problems and And so I try to just realize if it's something I need help with or if it's something I can just kind of write through and get it on my own. But if it's something I really do need help with, I make sure that they're available to talk first and then I let them know what it's about and say, hey, I'm kind of having a moment. If you want to talk about it, I would be a really big help, you know, and so Mm -hmm. that's usually what happens. That's really important that you said that because 
I'm on both ends of that. So it's like a lot of my friends used to, and some of them still do just hit me up and it'll be like dead smack. And I could find out somebody just died. And the next, you know, they're hitting me up like, oh, like I'm going through this and that. And sometimes in my mind, I'm like, that's petty stuff, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. To them, it may be major, but to me, I'm like, are you serious? You just hit me up about that. And they're not knowing what I'm going through. And then I'm also on the other end where I have actually done that to a few of my friends where just the other day, like I hit up my friend, my one, another one of my best friends. And I'm just like, yo, I'm going through something right now. I just, I need that support. And I didn't, I wasn't even mindful of like exactly what she was going through. So that's yeah. something that we can like all learn. Yeah. yeah. And it and it's hard because like when you're in that moment and you're just you're just desperate for that help, you know, you're kind of not really thinking about anything other than I just really need someone right now. Right. You know, and so that can make it difficult. But and so and that's why we just kind of need to be open to hearing, oh, well, now's not really a good time. Let me hit you up later. You know, right. and so and not take so much offense when we hear that. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. I'm going to have to take notes. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and listen to this myself. <laughs> so then my next question is like, how do you differentiate between people who truly support you and those who pretend to? And the reason why I came up with this question is because for me, it's like, I'll have friends who I've been knowing since forever. I'll just mm -hmm. say that because I don't want to be specific, but I have friends that I, I've known forever and I would think like, oh, well, we're cool. You know, they come to me about stuff. I go to them about stuff or whatever. But then later on down the line, it's like I find out the hard way that like they stabbed me behind my back. They betrayed me in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so do you have any thoughts or ideas or whatever on how you can just kind of be like, okay, this person I know for sure, like they got my back, like no matter what. And then this person, I don't know about them. Maybe I should be more cautious with them. I guess for me, cause that is something I do have a lot of trouble with myself, but over time, I guess I've learned is to not pay attention to what people say, pay attention to what they do like with like with you how I knew you were different from everybody else in the group of people that we met was your actions were significantly different than what everybody else was doing towards me and how your energy I felt towards me was you know right and so just because I could feel the energy shifts when I came around people's energies would change when I would come around and say hi your energy never changed. You were just as nice and kind to me as you were with everybody else. And so okay. things like that. And then later on with major life events, you were the, one of the first person I felt I could call to and you were there for me, helping me out with no judgments and not really any questions asked other than things that like, hey, do you need food? What do you need? Can, what can I do to help? Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so you basically like go based off of energy like a feeling that you get and all that yeah my gut feeling you know and so yeah. <clears throat> what and, you feel? Uh, do you even go through that kind of issue you don't even really have that issue do you yeah, probably not 
Cause I really, I don't know. You mostly gotta, for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I am, like really, family. Yeah, I got a cool like family uh background that was like pretty solid if I need help, but I guess it's just like Kat said, you just gotta go with your gut instinct. Whatever is telling you, like, oh, this person is sketchy. Seem like they want to like backstab you or something. You're probably right. Yeah, I have issues yeah. with that. I'm gonna have to pray about it. <laughs> I mean, I sometimes, know. sometimes that happens, though. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and and go to question number three. Before <laughs> I get on, like, get started. <laughs> so, then my next question in regards to that is like when you've been betrayed by almost everyone you know and almost everyone that you've trusted like how do you learn to trust those people again and be able to like rely on them to be there for like your most vulnerable moment for me um the reason why i chose that question is because that's one of the main issues that i that i've had and I've literally been praying on that issue for the longest because it's like, once you betray me, I'll forgive you. We cool, but to see my most vulnerable moments again and for me to be like able to open up to you again, like you probably not going to get that after that. Like once you, once we, you know, fall out, that's it. So it's yeah. like, have you had a moment where it's kind of like, okay, I need to learn how to trust this person again. And if so, like, what did that look like for you? How did you do that? I not really because usually they betray my trust to that extent <clears throat> I'm the same way it's like we can still be cool you know I can forgive you but as far as letting you in again that might not ever happen and that's just you know the consequences of your actions you know yeah and so and if you don't want that to happen then don't do that kind of crap to people that's true but then it goes back to like well, we haven't really discussed that yet, but it's also about like knowing people, you know, like, okay, let me try to explain myself this way. There's somebody in my life who I know, I trusted, I love, and they said the most disgusting, nasty things to me during my most vulnerable and weakest moments. It's like, I'm trying to, I just got diagnosed with depression and I'm trying to figure this out myself and I'm coming to you for moral support and help and then you turn around and you say the most nastiest things to me that I've ever heard somebody say to somebody else in my life and so for me granted we're okay now we're cool but still like I got that wall up now because it's kind of mm -hmm. like yeah. you out of all people I did not expect you to backstab me like that and to really just talk that nasty and to me to the point where like I don't even want to deal with you no more yeah so it was like for me I, I guess I haven't really learned to truly be vulnerable with this person again it's kind of like ah uh, and then they ask me stuff too like how's this going or how's that going or what's going on in your life like they'd be asking like what's going on in your dating life like who you talking to or What's going, and I'm just like, nah, like, I, everything's cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I'm cool. Just be like, um, don't feel comfortable telling you. I don't want to share that details with you, you know? Right. Because so, I, I know how that is. I mean, someone close to me, I've 
keep discovering he's telling things about my life to other people that don't know me irritating me and I'm like it's not their business to know that so why are you talking about it and so and he gets upset that I don't tell him that kind of stuff anymore about my life and I'm like dude you lost the privilege to know that and it's just like you can't keep your mouth shut you can't I can't trust you with this information it doesn't matter who you are how long I've known you that kind of stuff for me it's like once you've betrayed that that's your loss you know I just have to get used to not being able to go to you anymore have to get used to not being able to tell you that kind of stuff yeah it's gonna hurt for a while and it's gonna suck but in the long run it's gonna be better for me and myself because I know that you're not someone's not out there talking about me they're not thinking bad about me while pretending to be my friend you know and so just it's like it really sucks but I'm not the person that essentially threw that away you know I'm not the person that did that I'm doing what I need to do in defense to help myself. Right. I think for, for like me is, mm. you know how most people always think that they're innocent. They never mm. want to point the finger at themselves ever. But for yep. me, it's the other way around because it's kind of like when somebody backstabs me or when somebody betrays me in any kind of way, the first thing I do is I sit back and go, okay, let me analyze my actions. What did I do that hurt this person so bad to the point where they felt the need to do that to me? And a lot of times, and I'm not trying to say I'm perfect. I'm far from it. I know I'll be messing up. But a lot of times, I can't find fault in my actions. Like, what did I say? What did I do? And then what? Ooh, what pisses me off is when I'm trying to talk to this person so that way I can resolve an issue with them. Like, let me know what I did wrong. They mm-hmm. don't want they, they, I kid you not, our generation is, oh, well, if I cut you off, I got every reason to cut you off without letting you know. Okay, but I don't know if I'm toxic. I don't know what I'm doing wrong that hurts you. So how am I supposed to learn? All I'm going to yeah. do is just go to the next person and do it all over again because I don't know what exactly what it is I'm doing. And I hate, yep. that's one thing that I hate about this, this quote unquote cancel culture, because that's the first thing they want to do. Oh, well, you canceled. I'm not talking to you no more. I'm cutting you off and all this kind of stuff. And it's just kind of like, whoa, 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 wait, like, let me know what I did wrong. And right. so now here I am just puzzled and things like that. But then what I also had to learn, too, is a lot of times it's not you. A lot of times it's them. You know, toxic people sometimes remove themselves. and <laughs> You yeah. don't have to. So... <clears throat> That's they'll try to make it like it's your fault that they're removing themselves, Man. but they'll still end up removing themselves from your life. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you just kind of have to take it for what it is when people do that kind of stuff as them showing their real colors and showing you that they're not the type of person you can trust with that type of information. It's true. Yep. yep. Cause like, I'm still learning how to be vulnerable with people like, because this is a, a, a podcast in which I just want to help others, I, you know, I try to tell my story without like pinpointing certain people because at the end of the day, there's some people that have done things to me that are still in my life and I don't want them to listen to my stuff and be like, well, dang, she always talking about me or she can't never let stuff go. Like, that's not the case. I just want yeah. people to be able to relate to specific topics that I'm talking about. And I will never say anybody's name like that. I will yeah. never get specific and be like, 
oh, well, my uncle so-and-so, like, I would never do that because I don't want to hurt anybody in the process of me trying to help others. But exactly when you, when there's something you said earlier about, um, you know, that's just the consequences that people are going to have to do because the guy or whatever went on and was telling other people about your business. I had a few people who did that to me. So therefore, like, if they listen to this podcast, I love y'all. But I had somebody or a few people that I trusted and like I would go to them in my most vulnerable times and then next you know they going to their friends and they talking about me and I'm like I'm literally coming to you for support mm-hmm. I need support right now I don't need you to be sitting up there talking about me to Matthew Mark Luke and John no I need you to turn to Matthew Mark Luke and John give me some scriptures to help me out right now like <laughs> it's just and so, like, when those type of people, like, when they, like, I forgive them. Like, okay, you know, you messed up. You learn. I'm trying, I'm forgiving you, but I, now I'm trying my best to, like, learn how to be vulnerable with you. And there's some people where they be like, how you doing? I'll be like, good. I could be in full-blown tears and just be like, mm-hmm. I'm good. Like, yep. everything's great. Like, how's life going? Oh, everything's great. Oh, well, what you been up to? Oh, well, you know, I'm back in school now. That's good. How's that going? Good. Like when I talk to you like that, that means like it doesn't mean like, oh, I don't want to talk to you at all. It just means that I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot and some people just don't even get it. They be thinking like everything's cool. Like, oh, okay, well, cool, great. Da, da, da. When people who really know me be like, nah, man, no, what what what's up? Like, what's right. what's really going on? Like, what's you know, but yeah, man. I call I it I call it being in like a need to know kind of friendship relationship kind of thing and there's not everything everybody needs to know you know mm, yeah and so and it's just like if you don't need to know I'm not gonna tell you yeah legit I keep a lot of stuff private now like a mm-hmm. lot <laughs> a whole that's just, that's just how yeah. I always am man yep. and I, I had to learn that too because it's like I mm-hmm. always was like a private person, but for, with people that I trust, I used to be like, yeah, and I'm about to do this, I'm about to do that, I'm about to do this, like, and I guess maybe I was looking for maybe applause or like some kind of, you know, recognition, I don't know, maybe deep down that's what I was looking for, but now I've learned to just be like, nah, man, like, I'm good, like, when I moved last year, nobody knew, the people who knew was like, my mom and my sisters of course because they live with my mom and then maybe like my godparents and all of that other than that I didn't tell nobody or nothing I was having a conversation with somebody and was like yeah so I live you know here now I'm not gonna say that on the podcast but like yeah I live here now and they were like wait when did you move there and I'm like oh yeah so last year around this time I moved here and that's what happened like so yeah I try to be as private as possible now because People just can't handle information that you give them. Nope. So is yeah. there any, before we move into the next topic, like, is there any other thoughts, questions, ideas that you guys want to talk about, about like how important it is to surround yourself with people that, you know, your support system and that don't take a toll on your mental health? Uh, yeah. You got to surround yourself with the right people otherwise you just make your mental health even worse pretty much yeah point blank period 
for real. Right. <laughs> like, that's it. And okay. sometimes it's also not necessarily being with them in person. You Sometimes you can just like, you know, talking to them, sending yeah. them things online, you know, and like video chatting helps a lot too, you know? Yep. It sure does, especially at this time, man. Like, right? Like I if you're not mean... able to physically go see them, being able to see them on your screen happens to be the next best thing. And we're in, in today's age, we have the technology where we can do that with each other. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's like, I was trying my best not to talk about the coronavirus, but I know, you know, in the midst of me trying to help people with their mental health struggles, like I'm going to have to talk about it. It's, it's relevant. It's what's happening. It is. It's very relevant right now. And it's like, man, like this, thing has ruined my life <laughs> yeah because like, especially like surrounding yourself with your with just a good support system it's taking away a lot of people's support system because for man. a lot of people with poor mental health their support system isn't at home man. no that's, and, and that's so it. it's very difficult for a lot of people dealing with this like yeah. what you what you said right there is important because for example, this podcast right here, normally chill would actually be here yep. with me. And it's like, uh, now I'm trying to navigate and learn how to do all of this while we're in different locations. Yeah. Damn. Like, I'm so used to seeing him here every weekend, our skate sessions, well, his yeah. skate sessions, and I watch. Yeah, I was <laughs> <laughs> about to say, wait, Mel, you skate now? Nah, nah, I, my balance is horrible. Like, nope. I told you, if I was president, everybody would have to skateboard, mandatory. You know, I got come in, chill, get out. Escape. Just get out. Escape. <laughs> but no man it's like yeah this this really changed and especially okay so since we're on a topic of surrounding yourself with people and coronavirus like for me it was like okay everybody who's in my circle knows that my mental medication launched in um early october it was supposed to mm -hmm. no i think it was late september early october it was supposed to actually launch on my birthday, but I was having so many different technical difficulties that I wasn't able to do so. So I didn't get it out till like five days after my birthday and everybody was pumping it up, like sharing it on a page and all of that. And I'm like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. I can't even get this out. And they're like, they're sharing it and everything like that. And so I finally got it out. I was proud of it. I'm like, yes, I finally did it. I was sharing it. And then in the midst of me, like, uh, contacting different artists and getting them together so that way I can roll out some more content it was like boom life happened and it yep. was I'll get into that probably on another podcast for another you know day another topic like, like my life literally took a huge decline at that time and then and still trying to do my mental medication and I had to put my mental medication on hold so it looks like as if I'm not being consist consistent which I wasn't because mm -hmm. I wasn't putting out any content, but it was like, yeah. I couldn't, because I'm literally like, I had no time. I didn't even have time for myself to do anything. So it was like, I literally had mm -hmm. no time. And so fast forward, here we are. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I still had, in the beginning of the year, it was kind of shaky. I had a few things happen, but then things started smoothing out like into February, into March. And what made me mad was like, I bought tickets to concerts. I bought tickets to like, 
conferences and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm ready. And in March, literally March and April, I had something, some kind of event every single weekend. And I'm like, finally, like I'm focusing on my mental health. I'm doing things that make me happy. I'm like about to focus on my mental medication. Like this is perfect, perfect timing. And then I mm -hmm. get back in school. I'm finally getting the hang of the routine and everything. I'm like, cool. Now I can start hanging out with people too, getting used to my schedule. And then boom, coronavirus. Yep. Oh my gosh. I'm like, so I literally went from decline, decline, decline to, okay, smoothing everything out. Everything's getting back to normal. Things are about to go incline, increase, go good. And next, you know, boom, all yep. that's taken away from me. So it's kind of like now yeah. I'm trying to learn how to balance. Yep. But every, it's like everyone's going and feeling that, you know, a lot of people understand how that is. Man, it's, yes. it's tough. I was saying like for you, you're excited. You were excited for all those conferences and concerts and stuff you're going for. And for a lot of people, it's looking forward to that kind of stuff is mm -hmm. kind of what, you know, keeps them going for that amount of time. You know, can sit there and be like, oh, I just got to make it to the end of the week and then I can go out and enjoy this. You know, mm -hmm. I just got to make it deal with everything until this point because then I can go and do this. And for a lot of people, what they were looking forward to has been taken away from them. Yep. And so, so it's like now we all sitting here trying to find that healthy balance. Like, okay, what yeah. can I do to take my mind off of, you know, this x y and z or whatever so yep. yeah yeah man you just you just gotta hang in there and do podcasts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty much so um so our next topic is how to take care of your mental health and not damage others other people's mental health so um my first question for you is like what precautions do you take to make sure that you're not damaging other people's mental health. I guess I just, for me, my number one thing is to making sure I'm not being like too needy, mm -hmm. you know? Time. And so, cause that is a lot of things for a lot of people is that we need the validation. We need closure. We need this, we need that, you know, just there's all these things that we feel we need to help with our mental health, thinking that we need yeah. to get it from other people. Mm -hmm. and so and just for a lot of times it's trying to set yourself a boundary and making and seeing if it's something that you absolutely can't handle on your own you know like it's right. okay to reach out and try to talk to people about it to like you know get it off your chest you know but try to you know talk about it in a way where it's like you're let them know that you're not necessarily expecting anything from them, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, it goes back to our conversation that we had last night over the phone where it was like um, the precautions that I normally take for other people is I'm one of those people that I try to get to know people as best as I can. Mm -hmm. um, my memory is not the greatest, but I try my best to like remember maybe their favorite characters or favorite thing. You know what I mean? Like I, I really yeah. try to get to know a person. And so mm -hmm. I think for me, this question it boils down to, do you know me? Yeah. Because 
I was, t I was talking to my sister earlier where it's kind of like, you know, I know that she's afraid of clowns. Mm -hmm. I know that that's her trigger. Am I going to dress up as a clown or am I going to go get a clown and put it in her face? Absolutely not. And so that's the precautions we got to take is just simply just knowing a person. Because if mm -hmm. you know a person, you're going to know what triggers them or whatever and i'm not i'm not saying like we're all perfect like we're there's gonna yeah. be slip ups we're gonna mess up and that's when it's like oh snap my bad you know what i completely forgot i apologize that wasn't my intention but if you just simply know someone mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like the, your, your inner circle the people that that's around you and you take the time to really know them then mm -hmm. that's like the number one precaution like okay i yeah. know that this triggers you so mm -hmm. I'm going to adjust myself or my tone of voice or whatever I need to adjust in order not to trigger you. Yeah. No, they're so. like their boundaries and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that, that, that was pretty much. Yeah. So getting um, to know someone that is a good one too. The, um, the next question was like, at what cost do you sacrifice your mental health for others? Mm. so for me this is kind of like I didn't I didn't really give myself time to think about this question so so man <laughs> like normally I like think before I speak but mm. I literally came up with this question today I saw this question and I went I'm not yeah. the right person to ask this <laughs> no, like, I pushed like, myself so far so Here's my thing. And the reason why I put this question in here is because maybe we, us three, are not the type of people to sacrifice our mental health for others. Okay. However, there are people out there who literally is like, I love you. Or maybe like even in a, in a relationship, like a, a romantic relationship. Let me say mm -hmm. that because, you know, relationship can be anything. Mm -hmm. So maybe a romantic relationship where it's like, I am in love with you. I love you. All this stuff that you do pisses me off and makes me unhappy, but you know what? It makes you happy, so I'm just going to go ahead and suck it up and bear with it and sacrifice, you know, my anxiety and my unhappiness, all of this, just so that way you can be happy. I've, so I've been there. I mean, that's why I was saying. I'm, I'm, I, I saw that question. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Man. It's a, it's I, I'm, I'm literally, I've, I've, I'm going to be really completely honest i've been 5150 because i've done that gotten to the point where i've put my mental health aside for the sake of this other person to the point where i ended up having a really severe mental breakdown i ended up being hospitalized Damn. and so it's just like i'm not exactly good at at, at putting my mental health ahead of others okay. you know so that's so, something that you're still in the process of learning pretty much yeah, it is. Yeah, because that's, that's it's what I grew okay. up learning. It's what I grew up learning that that's what love is. Love is putting your selfish needs aside for others, regardless of what they are. Right. You know? And so I grew up being conditioned that that's what's appropriate. That's how you show you love people. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's one of the things that I do struggle with. Yeah. I, I I'm still learning and figuring it out. I can definitely relate to that because for me, I can say I was, I, I guess I was kind of raised the same way, but for some reason, I don't know where this stemmed from either. I need to do some inner work, but 
I'm always trying to make sure that somebody else is happy. And I'm always trying to make sure that like whatever I do, they approve of it. Like Mm -hmm. I've always been that way, even as a child, like, oh, I made you a card. Look at it now. Look at it now. Do you like it? Do you like what I wrote in there? Do you like, you know, like I was one of them people like that. Wanting that approval. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I don't, I like I said, I need to do some inner work. The therapists mm-hmm. that I've seen, all of them, they help me out. So I'm probably going to have to, you know, learn some yeah. stuff from my psychology classes or something <laughs> and kind of work on myself. But yeah, like I was always like one approval. Like you said, just, I don't know where that came from, man. Right. <laughs> and what you're saying, like how you need to work on yourself, that is like, I guess the number one way to make sure that you're not taking, you're working on your own mental health while not taking a toll on others. Because mm-hmm. having those moments where, oh, wait, this is something I actually need to work on. No matter how right. small of a moment or a thing it may seem to be, the fact that you're make, having that realization is a really big step, you yeah. know? And then making the steps towards doing that and figuring it out and doing that not only helps yourself, but helps you be a better person for those around you. Very true. I completely agree with you. And it's like, for me, I can honestly say that I think it was, I'm losing track of my years now, but I think it was like 2017 was like my major mental health decline. That's when it was like, it spiraled out of control. And then 2018, it was kind of like just at the bottom. And then 2019 Mm -hmm. going into 2020 is more so like when I'm like, it's like, you know, increasing and and it's getting better. Mm -hmm. And so um, I can honestly say that before, yes, I would always put other people first, always, 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 always. But finally, thank God in 2020, I just woke up one day (laughs) and was like, screw that. Like, I am so tired. Like, it is time for me to be selfish. And I feel like that's something that people who suffer from mental health illnesses or like not even like people who suffer from mental health illnesses I feel like everybody needs to learn that it is okay Mm -hmm. to be selfish every now and then and it depends on what kind of selfish you know what I mean like there's different levels to it but it's okay to say you know what I understand that you want to talk to me right now but I'm kind of I just I just need to take some time out for myself or you know I think Mm -hmm. setting boundaries, you know what I mean? And just kind of just being selfish with your own mental health and like, nah, the person that I am, I used to have anger issues. I used to pop off at people real quick, but Mm -hmm. I had to learn to like, no, male, take a time out, you know, and learn to talk to people respectfully. Like, I don't, I don't snap on, I, I don't, that's not in my nature anymore to like snap and go off and all that. So, my gosh yeah (laughs) it's like oh man I grew out of it but I feel like I I shouldn't have so yeah yeah, you know so it's kind (laughs) of like it's one of them things like that's where I that's where I'm like okay I don't sacrifice my mental health at that point it's just kind of like I already told you what my pet peeve is and you continue to do it and then when I bring it to the table like yo this bothers Mm -hmm. me now you want to talk about how I'm problematic and now you want to ignore me and not talk to me well cool bye deuces like I don't I don't at that, yeah. at that point, like, I got to protect my mental health because now you mm-hmm. me in a certain way. So, yeah, like, boundaries, yo. <laughs> like, yep. I, I'm not, I'm not with that. I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't sacrifice my mental health no more. So, yeah, it's something I need to learn to do. 
yeah. get better at. <laughs> you'll you'll get it. It takes some time, it takes some practice. Like, but one day, like you're gonna wake up and be like, nah, f that. Like, yeah. I matter. I'm important. I matter. That's why. Um, there's this. Uh, uh, I don't know what to call him, uh, Instagram personality, like, I don't know, he used to do videos and stuff like that, but I think his name is Demetrius Harmon, I think it is, I might be saying it wrong, but he literally has, he suffers from mental health issues as well, and then he has shirts, you know, and sweatshirts and all that that says, you matter, like, mm -hmm. he turned it into, like, a whole little thing where it's, like, you matter university, it's pretty dope, mm -hmm. if you, if you get a chance, look him up, um, I'll send, I, I follow him, so I'll send it to you, Demetrius Harmon, like, shout out to him, you know, for that, because it's like, you matter, people need to hear yeah. that, like, no, you matter, you matter, mm -hmm. and people it's need to tell them their, themselves that, like, no, I matter, and this decision that I made was for me and my mental health, so, boundaries, yo, yep. but speaking of boundaries, we're going to move on to question three, like, what are your limits, like, at what point do you have to say, okay, enough is enough, I got to walk away from this person, they're being toxic. I can't do it no more. Like, what are your limits? Like, just like, again, being honest for me, one of my limits is when I start getting the urges to hurt myself out of frustration, when I start getting those more often than not out of things, then it gets to the point where I'm like, I really, really need to just step away from this person, yeah. you know, right. because for me, that self-harming is something I battle with. Like the you matter, you saying the you matter thing, that's something I deal with all the time. You know, mm -hmm. I grew up being told how much I don't matter, you know, just constantly all the time, how I'm being compared to other people and how much, like pretty much every day being reminded of how much I don't matter. And yeah. so just those things. And so then it gets, and so for me, it's hard to tell myself that and remind myself that. And so for me to make steps as to sit there and say, okay, I need to, to not fall into the urge of hurting myself. Those are big steps. And so for me, when people push me into wanting to do that, and I've just, I feel like it's a really big disrespect towards me. Like they don't respect me as a person. Yeah. So it's usually when I start feeling that is when I'm like, I start making that disconnect and start caring less about them and their feelings and being like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I I complete like like I said, I told you last night, like that's one thing about us is like we may not talk or hang out often, but it mm -hmm. seems like every time we have these type of conversations, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going through the same thing or I went through the same thing. And so yeah. <laughs> that's one thing, like, and I'm probably gonna have to warn my family and friends before they listen to this podcast because I know a lot of oh, them don't like yeah. to hear me especially and the things that I've struggled with in the past but like for me it was like I wasn't much of like a actual cutter like with a knife mm -hmm. and like taking it whatever but I would literally take like a sharp object and pierce my skin and the mm -hmm. reason why I would do it is because I can take physical pain all day long like I'm, I'm not a baby when it comes to that like I could take physical pain it may hurt like hell but I can deal with it but when it comes to mental illness and mental pain I don't know how to process that so my mm -hmm. mind is kind of like I, I kind of go numb and so like I used to like take a sharp object and kind of pierce my skin like okay am I alive am I feeling this like it was more so like I could take physical pain I need to know that I'm here like I need to yeah. know 
it was weird how I processed that. I don't know why I needed to do that, but I needed to cause physical harm to myself in mm-hmm. order to help me process like that mental pain. And I think, yeah. like, I don't know how to explain that. And hopefully I could bring a psychologist on later on in the podcast to like really explain why do people do that? Cause still to this day, like granted, I don't do it no more. Thank God. But yeah. it's like, that was, that was my thing. Like I would, I would have to cause some type of physical pain, like something. I, I, I completely, un- I understand that kind of, for me, it would be my emotional pain would just be so overwhelming that crying didn't help. Nothing helped Man, to the I'm point there. where I was like, I just need to bleed. I need to bleed to get this out. And then Another thing for me is like hurting myself out of frustration. Self-harm isn't just cutting people. People do all kinds of things to themselves right. to hurt themselves. Yeah. Right. One of my issues I had to realize to stop doing was hitting myself, you know? Yeah. And that's something a lot of people didn't realize because I would hit myself in places where you couldn't tell I had a bruise. Yeah. And so just, it was a hard thing to learn to deal with not doing and not resorting to that. And so, because I was one of those people where I didn't like, I liked attention, but I didn't like that, that type of attention. Right. You know, and so I wasn't the type to want to cut myself to leave scars. If I was cutting myself, yeah, I was doing it superficially because I didn't want the scars there. You know, I was doing it to just let that pain out there for a moment. You know, I completely, I I, I completely get you because for me, it's like, I just always wanted to be understood. And so mm-hmm. I always found myself explaining everything and people still didn't understand me. And it was like, I was always told that my feelings were wrong, no matter what. Yes. Like I could be like, oh my like gosh. I feel sad about like, hey, you called me stupid and that made me feel sad. Oh, well, you're wrong. Like, cause you were acting stupid. And it's like, yo, can you recognize the fact that you hurt my feelings first? Can we just start there? Right? Like, why do you have yeah. to sit up there and say that Exactly. I'm for me, it was like, that's what I had to deal with. And I just always was searching for that understanding. Like I wanted people to understand me. So for me, it was like past and present. So past is like, my limitations like you were like okay I can't process this mental pain I don't know why I'm dealing with all of this let me like cause some type of harm to myself or whatever mm-hmm. which eventually led to three suicidal attempts but it's like that that was my past so now yeah. presently my limitations because now my mental health is so much better than what it was before it's like if I'm dealing with someone and I'm my thing is I get people tons of chances tons too many (laughs) yes exactly I will talk to you like hey this is what this is what happened between us this is how I feel like I give that person a chance to talk blah 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 blah. like I'm gonna talk to you and I'm gonna talk to you several times because at some point you may retract you may mess up I'm gonna have to remind you again like yo remember when I told you that this is you know this Mm -hmm. offended me or whatever you know so at some point when I start feeling my mental health declining, dealing with you, and it's like, it's a struggle for me to actually deal with you now. Like when you call, you text or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, like I've got to mentally prepare myself for this conversation or yeah, what's going to happen now. When I get to that point, I'm like, all right, cool. Like I, I, I got to cut you off. I got to walk yeah. away. I can't, I can't do it no more. <laughs> yeah. It's too much of a strain for me to like try to maintain this relationship 
and you not seeing what you doing wrong and mm-hmm. and, and, and you not changing. So it's kind of like, holla at me when you change and yep. maybe we could work something out. But yeah, so that's my limitations. Like that's when I'm like, all right, boundary set, can't deal with you no more. So, so yeah, so we're going to move into my favorite topic out of all three of these. You knew this was my favorite because this is what my mental medication is all about, which is how does art help you cope, cope with and process trauma and pain? So you came up with this topic. So my question for you is, was art always your go-to for to process trauma and pain, all that like cope? Was art always something that you would go to all the time? Pretty much. I mean, I was always, and I look at art form, there's all different types of art. And I use all different things. Like I cook as cooking really helps, you know, it helps motivate me. It it, it helps. It makes me happy, especially when I'm able, and this is sort of getting into like approval of others. I love to cook for myself. It makes me happy, but even more so I like to cook for other people, you know? And so there's that art form. And then I've always been into drawing and poetry, you know? And so just (laughs) even when I was a little girl, I was always doodling little doodles on my homework and stuff and using poetry. I draw and I write poetry. Yeah, I've always, and I've always used poetry as a way to help me like process my thoughts, you know, and the way I'm feeling about something usually I didn't if I wrote a poem about it it's usually because it was something I was feeling really really strongly about yeah Yeah. and that was that was for me too like when it came to my poetry like I remember writing poetry for forever since I was a child and so it wasn't until I became an adult it's like I'm like man I kind of want people to hear this like I want y'all to listen to this like this is how I feel yo like yeah this is fire like you gotta listen to this and again, that whole approval of others and people was like not trying to hear it. They didn't even want, you know, whatever. They were like, eh, poetry's boring, poetry this, poetry that. So then for yeah. me, what messed me up was because I was looking for that approval and because like de- my depression got worse, I just completely stopped writing poetry. I didn't even mm-hmm. want to do it no more. Like I was like, forget it. Like I'm done, I'm tired. And so I still would go to like, poetry was still like my number one go-to but I would listen to poetry videos or go to open mic nights and listen to other people it's more so like let me listen to what you gotta say because whatever you say might be something that I went through or something that I'm feeling and I can relate you know it's kind of like that relation type of thing so yeah like art was always my go-to because people can express themselves that way however they want to Mm -hmm. you know you can talk about people that hurt you or did something to you without necessarily mentioning the names and you can get creative with it or mm-hmm. like you can draw it out you can dance it out you sing about it and it was like I love watching how people express just life their life or life around them like I think that's just so dope so yeah art's always yeah. my number one my baby Yep. <laughs> so how exactly do you cope? What does that look like for you now? What do you do to cope with uh trauma and pain? Um be honest. 
I see that look on your face. <laughs> I see that look on your face. Yeah, for, so it's okay, like so I really are... know. I kind of just space out and act like I didn't go through anything, <laughs> and just try to just push it through to the next day and just you know. That's unhealthy. I think it's called disassociate. <laughs> Cat. I literally okay, so, like get I get lost in like Netflix shows or I fall down the rabbit hole of Facebook videos. And I know mm-hmm. hours are passing by, but I don't care because it's what I have to do to just make it to the next day. Yeah. So that's yeah, why so, I was like, what do you do to cope? It's just like, um, I don't. <laughs> so for those who are listening to the podcast, um, you guys are listening to the audio of this, but there is video. This is actually a video chat going on. So <laughs> we can see each other. So she sees me right now. That's unhealthy. <laughs> I know. That's why I get it. I was hesitating. I'm not hesitating. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, I know it's unhealthy. And, and, it's, and it's good for you to be honest because so many people do that. Like they, they do themselves rather than dealing with stuff like head on. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. and I'm, and being honest, it's because I'm not ready to deal with it. Yeah. What I'm dealing with right now, why I'm in such a down period right now, it's too painful for me to even just think about. I can't deal with it right now, yeah. you know? And it's just, it sucks. I want to be able to process it and move forward. But just, I can't right now. And I, I completely get that because I used to to be like that. Or I guess, let me not say used to, because I'm still like that to the point where I, I kind of process things a little bit more quickly now. Um, mm-hmm. But I used to just like, I used to be the type of person, I, and I still do, I'll brush everything under the rug. Or if something bothers me so bad, I'll go to sleep. Like, you know what? I'm taking a nap. I don't care if it is a It is the I'm solution to life's problems. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and just kind of give my brain some time to relax for a little bit. And then when I wake up, okay, cool. Like I'm going to deal with this or maybe just kind of wait till like the next day, deal with something, however that looked like for me. But yeah, mm. like I would, I would just sleep and that was me mm-hmm. and brush it under the rug and pretend like it just didn't even happen and just move right along. Um, it looks yeah. a little bit different for me now. Cause I think like I have more conversations more, um, now with people like yo like this bothered me you know I'm not trying to come from a a confrontational type of place like I'm coming to you out of love but this is what bothers me when you said this and this is why you know trying to that you know letting them know at least let them know why it bothers me so then that way they could be like have a little better understanding but Mm -hmm. um now yeah like that's like my go-to is conversations and then when it's something that's out of my control, because there are there's two types of situations. One that you can control and you can do something about, and then somewhere it's like this is completely out of my control. It's nothing that I can do. So yeah. the ones that are out of my control, like I've noticed that I'll try to write, like I try my best to write poetry and I'll write a few lines or whatever, or I'll listen to other people's poetry, or um, I've noticed that I like to paint now. So Sometimes I'll pull out the paints and just kind of do whatever I need to do. Um, I used to paint those prayer boxes and different Mm -hmm. boxes that I used to do back then. Every now and then I'll still do one. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just any type of art that I can do, that I can get my hands on, 
whether no matter what it is like that that's my coping mechanism especially that's music right. number one music Whew. now i'll yeah, be like let me go ahead and listen to this right let me go ahead and listen to this sad song real quick and get my feelings out <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like music is definitely like definitely music is one. always a good one yeah always saving grace Whew. i don't know what i do without music Ooh, I, so my last and final question for you um you know i I had to throw my mental medication in there when we're talking about art mental illness coping i had to i had to i had to so when you need an outlet in the future do you think that my mental medication would be something that could help you cope or escape or anything like that oh yeah most definitely it's yeah. something I'm looking forward to, and I'm excited to be a part of it and help you out, you know? Thank you, man, because I've been saying for the longest, like, man, I need help. I need, yep. like, I... I know definitely. I need help. And, and that's exactly why Chill is here, because Chill is, like, my support system. Like, I was like, I just, okay, sorry, everybody. I really, I, okay, I like talking to people, but I don't like talking to people. I have social anxiety and I'm awkward as hell. Like I'm super awkward. I never know what to say and the right thing to say and how to say. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm always quiet. And so the people who do know me, I'm still quiet. And every now and then, you know, I'll show my personality or whatever. But like that's that's just me. So I was like mostly a quiet, reserved person. Yeah, you know, so I'm like, how am I? But I've seen you wild out. It's only a secret for us to know. (laughs) Yeah, so it's good to know that this is going to help because, like, I keep having doubts about it. Like, is this going to help? Is this going to help? But God just. I think it'll help. Yeah, Yeah. like, God just keeps blessing me with just so many different open doors in regards to this. And it's like, Mm -hmm. when my whole life was like, I felt like my whole life was crumbling and things weren't going right, my website was always the one that was like, always going well like i, I kept yeah. getting different artists and different people so i'm like okay maybe this this is maybe it's like my final confirmation i need to stop asking that question just get it mm-hmm. done do it get it out there and help people because that's all i really want to do anyway like i just just want to mm-hmm. help people like i don't care about no money i don't people were like well how you know you're forking out all this money you paying for these different programs and software and equipment how you making that money back and i'm like uh it's not about that it's about being able to help others yeah. like i'm yeah you know i'm like i'm not <laughs> I, I don't right? know right like yeah later that, on that i'm gonna get sponsors, but like i just want people to be like i can relate to that this is a podcast i can listen to every week yes so once again thank you so much for being on creating conversation and again this is only your first time it definitely won't be your last so for everybody who is listening her information will be in the description box below. Whatever platform we decide to post this on, um, you'll see her Instagram name and all that. So you can go ahead and give her a follow and follow up with any questions that you may have for her. And of course, um, Chill's information and my information will be in the box below as well. Thank you again, guys, for listening to Creating Conversations. And we'll see you next time. See you guys later.